It's the Breaking Barriers Podcast, brought to you by Say Yes Buffalo, the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable, and the Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo. Here's your host, Daniel Robertson. I know you're going to dig this. Yo, and just like that, we back uh, again, Breaking Barriers Podcast. Um, this is uh, Daniel Robertson I'm here. I'm here with uh, Lindsey Taylor. Uh, and we're going to get to uh, Lindsay in a minute, but real quick, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Say Yes Buffalo and uh, the Community Foundation and also the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable for uh, all the work that they're doing and supporting the efforts in regards to our Boys and Men of Color initiative that's rolling out of Say Yes Buffalo. Uh, our Youth Leadership Council, we kind of kicked off last week at Bennett High School and uh, things are going well. Uh, but without further ado, I want to kind of talk about why we're here today. I have a special guest. His name is Lindsay Taylor. And um, just Lindsay, real quick, can you just kind of introduce yourself and uh, tell everybody, you know, what it is that you do in the city of Buffalo? Okay. Um, hi, everybody. Lindsay Taylor. Um, some of the things that I do here in the city of Buffalo is a wide range of, of things. So to run, run it down, I probably get people's heads spinning. But first and foremost, uh, I'll consider myself educator, uh, a young business leader here in the area, and also a mentor to uh, quite a few youth um, throughout the city and uh, throughout the region. Um, some of the events that I'm a part of, um, community projects, Balling for a Cause, um, which is going on as, as 11th year, um, Gentlemen's Institute, which is one of our programs. Um, we have the Bow Flow Music and Arts Festival. Um, we have the Gold's Premier Soccer, uh, Gold's Premier Cup, real estate. So I kind of do a little bit of everything. I coach as well too, football, basketball, um, and then I'm also a father. So I'm involved in a lot, and it's, it's, it's definitely. Um, a good feeling to really just be involved and have a have a positive impact on our young men and even our young ladies here in the community in western new york so Lindsay, uh i mean we've been we've known each other for a couple of years a long long time now. yeah yeah um, this is uh, actually the first time i really had a chance to kind of sit down with you and uh just right. get an idea of everything that you do so um i've heard about balling for a cause and last year i know you kicked off the gentleman's institute um but before we kind of do a deep dive into those uh those initiatives and programs and things that you do um Kind of give us uh, some perspective on why it is that you do so much in the community. Like where, where did your your passion and your drive come from as a, as a young black male? It really just came. I just always been innovative type person. I honestly still today everybody always asks me that question. I'd be like, I don't even know. Like why well, I, I even do all this stuff? So I'd be like, I don't even know. It kind of just like yo. I'm just I kind of like categorize as like a vision. I just vision something and I just like to create. Um, I like to create, I like to see it through, I like to make it happen. And I just like the enjoyment of the events. Like, I really just get a pleasure and really just like, my most fun time is always like creating and planning the event. Um, and then obviously seeing the birth of the event, but more or less just like to create, I get like the excitement out of that. Um, my background really just came from sports, really. Um, a lot of my life from the age of five, all up until about 20, um, I was just involved in sports all my life from football. Um, I played football from little league to high school, played a little bit above state, um, played a little bit of basketball, did some track, did some baseball. So I always was involved in the sports. So before I even got into doing like promotions, everybody knew me from sports. So that kind of like was like the, the trade-off. That's how I kind of like got known with kind of doing things. So. And it really was just like, yo, like, I really built, like, my center influence. I really gave it up to, like, NYSP back in the day at Canisius College. Like, that's, like, where, like, most of my core group of, like, friends and core group of um, people that I deal with today came from NYSP back in college, back, not back in college, back in, 
from I would say from fifth grade to eighth grade. Like for some of my best friends, like OJ, some people I still hang tight with, like Travis. Man, pretty much everybody that I know didn't probably participate in NYSP in some way, somehow between Buff State or or Canisius. Um, and through there, like you know, even though it was like a six week program, just those connections that. I guess I'm kind of figuring out now. This is why I kind of do what I do. But basically, <laughs> through, through the programs, um, like those connections that we still have today. So, like, those is like legit lifelong friendships. And almost, you know, you'd be so friend, you'd be so much of a friend of somebody to become family. Um, so, you know, back then, like when we was in fourth, fifth grade from age like 10, 11, I think when NYSP started, you know, we only together really for six weeks out the summer from, you know, last week of school until like the second week in August. And, you know, we had field day. We had, you know, you could pick your field. You had field was like, you know, foot flag football. I think the girls did something. I don't ever know what they was, you know, doing. Then you had, you know, you had indoor, which was, was which is basketball. And some people did swimming. Some people did things like that. But the interaction with everybody, you know, it was almost about like four or 500 kids that came out. But it seemed like everybody that went there was like so close. And then everybody, you know, when you talk to people today, if you put a Facebook set like who all went to NYSP, People be, yo, I want to this year, I want to here, I want to here, I want to here. People, you know, um, we always knocked the Buff State crew because the Buff State was like, they wasn't as popular as Canadians. Like, <laughs> Buff State was kind of like, I don't know, I hope you ain't go to Buff State. I don't want to knock nobody, no, but man, uh, I'm a UV grad. You're you, a yeah. grad. So, like, but NYSP, like, so we was going over from fifth grade to eighth grade. Um, and it was just dope because then, like, you got to the point, like, when you was going to like second eighth grade, everybody was choosing their high schools. Everybody was talking about it during the summer. Like, yeah, I plan to go to Bennett. I plan to go to McKinley. I'm going out to Chitawaga. I'm going to the, the private school. Um, and then as it grew into high school, people started, you know, keeping their friendships. And obviously in college. And then now, now today where everybody is adults and having families. So for me, to turn it around, it's like, yo, I wanted to be able to create that and also get that back to those kids. Like, yo. You know, you always used to hear them teachers like, man, the people that you hang with today, you ain't going to hang with you 30. And I kind of look at it now like, well, that's kind of like a lie because the people that I was hanging with then, you know, I'm still hanging with tight now, you know, um, and it's based off them programs. Like, we can have stories about them programs and like, you know, uh, still like like Mr. LaMille, Mike. I still remember all these campers. So that impact them, the mentors had on you, like, them, that's, that's influential. Even from like back in the day, like when I went to uh, like my first like, summer camp was was uh the ymca william, william emsley um and warren mr warren was mr warren adams was like one of the first like i said my father's always in my life so mr warren was like one of them like the first like influential like dudes that you always looked up to like oh man mr warren because he used to have us out there playing tackle football danielle would kill somebody they kids play tackle football now uh but we was playing legit tackle football it needs to be like prideful out there like playing tackle football but mr warren was like this guy that just everybody to this day like just was like a mentor so like now i look at it now it's like you know you had these these coaches these figures like even like to high school like coach fat at you like and coach cunningham was like these crazy dudes, but like you kind of like just fell in love with them. Like, yo, these dudes that you connected with because you run through a wall for them, you know. So when you have those influences, those mentors, it kind of just like, yo, you kind of want to be that to to the next generation. So um, that's really where it got started at, you know. Yeah, that's dope, man. So <laughs> it sounds like uh, a lot of the male figures that you had in your life coming up had a big influence on a lot of the work that you're doing now. Right, right, right. Um, so I know last year you kicked off the Gentlemen's Institute. So I'd love to hear. 
just tell everybody what's where, where, where the gentleman institute is right now and kind of what's going on with that and and how you started that up and, and why you started it up all right so uh myself and uh, a friend of mine a good i call him business partner brother akil mcleod us two actually rode together when we were doing party promotions back in college um and he actually was a year younger than us so when we started doing parties you know he was like not an understudy but he became like one of our team members and he became one of the partners of the, of the party promotions um so as we both kind of like you know got into our careers we both in the education field and i kind of just brought it to him was like yo and me working education field since i was age 18 but really you know working for the board of education for like the last five years and even going to high school i just knew that it was this piece that was missing it was just this piece that was just missing, um, even for myself, even for young men that's in school now, um, even for kids, not even just young men, just even for kids missing now, it's just like we, the life skills and the enrichment that we need now as young men, as you know, because you become a business owner, you're looking to go on a career, become an adult, manhood, you need these certain skills to survive. Um, you need these certain skills to, to live. I mean, at the end of the day, so, and I knew that, that the school system, the school system necessarily wasn't giving that to our kids. I just felt it was a lack of that. And I felt it was a lot of teaching to the test. Um, and I say this to, you know, to anybody, I feel like there's a lot of teaching to the test and these skills that our young men need. So we created like, what are the, what are the top skills that our young men need to be able to survive and to be able to know how they going? Because as you know, as minority young men, we already behind the eight ball as soon as we come out the womb, you know what I'm saying? So. And then once we come out the womb, our surroundings put us behind the eight ball. Regardless if you come from a well, you know, uh, a well-surrounded family or not, you know, because your parents and I have both my parents in my life, they may not have got those those type of lessons and those type of life skills that you need. So they may not have taught them to you all the way. They may still be learning them. Um, and then you have kids in a situation that never had those type of life skills. So we looked at it and said, what are the top skills that we feel our young men should, should learn? Because if I learned this when I was 14 or when I was 17, I'd be a lot better when I was here now. So let's get them a head start and hopefully they grasp this and, and continue it. So um, some of the core topics that we, that we focus on when they first come in, um, a young man, they do an application. Okay. So in the application, it's not like, you know, one page, hey, I want to sign up for the program. It's in depth, about five, six page application. It's really having them really think and say, you know, from, you know, asking about, you know, just the typical background of where they live at then also asking about their personal um personal goals where do you want to be in life where do you want to see yourself what's your two-year plan what's your four-year plan um are you coming from a single family home what school do you go to what's some of your achievements in school okay. they're going to the career stuff what do you plan to do as a career have do you know anybody around you that's 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 in that career have you researched that career have you have you done anything to study that career are you involved in the community if not what do you think it means to be involved in the community do you know what a mentor is? Do you know what it means to be a leader? So all those type of questions are in, the, in there so we can kind of see where our young men are coming from. And also, you know, you know where what are we about to get on and what do we have to focus in on? So once they go through that, do we have like a like interview process with the kids and kind of just sit down and tell them what the course is about? And, it's, it's, and our goal is to be rigorous. We ain't trying to be cute about it. You know, it's, right. it's, we ain't trying to be cute about it. Um, so, our requirement is that we have we have a course polo so all the young men come to gentlemen's institute polo they come with khaki pants they come with dress shoes and that's what you have to wear every single time you come right. and every single time that you come um you'll be given um a notebook you'll be given a folder you'll be getting pens you'll be getting highlighters 
all the essentials to come here and learn. And every single time that you come there, you have to bring those items with you because you're coming here to learn. You ain't coming here to chill out and after school, you come here to learn. Um, and then also into that, you know, each week that you come, you'll be given an assignment on what you learn. So not only that you learning this, hope that you retain it and then you start to use it. So um, when we first start off, we start off with our first week is goal setting. So we straight off with goal setting, personal career. You know, we start setting out goals, writing them down, you know, not creating so much creating vision boards, but writing it down. I'm a big believer just writing, writing things down. Like, um, I'm still old school to the day. Like, I'll get, a lot of people will be, um, you know, in, in the phones, texting, playing these ideas. I, I write. I just, I can't, like, I can get to it if I got to get to it. But I feel so much better when I can write it out. Write it yeah, I feel so much I, better. I, I can, even I feel if it exactly looks scribbled on the wall or whatever, as long as I can write it out, I get to it. So the next week, which is one of the biggest things that we try to focus on is financial literacy. Okay. Um, so financial literacy, we get to talking about stocks and bonds, investments, uh, bank accounts, checking accounts, how to manage them accounts. And one of, one of the things we also do is that um, we give the students a sheet for that week and they have to manage and see where their money is going throughout the course of that week. So like that, like that. So when you um, and, and, and you always get to think, well, I ain't got no job. I ain't got no money. <laughs> You'd be like, well, and I, t I was telling them, I said, well, you not only concentrate the money that you have, but the, parent, the money that your parents are spending for you. Because when you become of age, that's going to be money that you spend it for yourself. So when you, if your mom got to buy your McDonald's meal, when you get a job, when you get on your own, you paying for that. That's on you. If your mom is paying for your phone bill, when you get of age, you're going to be paying for that. You know, so we try to have them see it and nod them. At the end of the day, we say, okay, where's most of your money going to? Is it going to food? Is it going to fast food? Are you saving your money? So if you get $100 allowance, we can count that as income. What you doing with that hundred dollars? Right. Are you are you spending it? Are you saving it? Are you investing it? And shockingly enough, you'll see all spectrums of where these kids are coming from. Some kids are like me, I, I save my money, and then I go get some more money from my mom or something like that. Okay, so you got a philosophy of you know how to mortgage, how to how to finance money. You know, then you have some kids who are like, man, I done bought a new pair of J's. It was a high school party this week. Okay, so we <laughs> that's 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 fine. I get that, but understand. Make sure we have get your priorities. Get your priorities straight. Then you have some kids like there's some kids that came to say, "Yeah, I already got stocks. I, I, I already invest in stocks. I already, you know, I already got it on my phone where I look at stocks and things like that." Cool. So now we got some kids ahead. Got some kids behind. We got some kids that need to get on straight and narrow. So then we have some. Uh, we have uh, one of my good guys, Jason, and he comes in and talks about stocks and bonds, and he gives him the whole. This is how it works. This is how it goes. This is how it flows. So now the kids like, okay, so I can buy this, and he and then he. He brings it to a uh, to a point of where they can understand it. He's like, you know, well, Nas has this stock, and Kendrick goes and invests in this, and Jay Z does. So now he he relates it to him rather than just telling them you need to invest in stocks and bonds. He brings it to a point of where they, they can understand it. We have bankers that come in. We have people representing banks that come in. Um, one of the dope ones that we had was uh, I gotta tell it to come back. I made that put that in my lesson plan. But um, <laughs> Northwest, it was really dope. Like they had um, they had brought like the sheet in. And they get and each kid to choose a career. So it was like eight, ten different careers. It was a nurse, a doctor, a construction worker. They chose a career. Each career had a had a wage on it. And from that wage, you had to pick the house that you wanted. You had to pick the car that you wanted. You had to pick the mortgage that you wanted. So it was like it showed them how to balance and where they could fit their person. You can't be like, y'all want to be a mailman living in a million dollar house. You may eventually get there, but as of right now, let's budget right. You know how to how to find that. So we get into that. Then we have a career round table. We bring. And here's what we try to do is that we want to bring people that look like them that's successful in their careers. So if I can see somebody look like me that's successful in their career and it's within reach, when I say within reach, 
we're not talking about we're not trying to bring somebody you know not we're not trying to be somebody that's over the age of 50 60 years old that oh this older dude can't so talk it's close you to know? age and relatable yeah so if this dude is 25 he 30 he 35 he 40 i'm almost right there and these are dudes that you know some of them are multi-millionaires some of them are successful business owners successful on Chris, we bring a career panel in then we bring a uh we have an entrepreneurship week so we talk about entrepreneurship because i always believe even though you have your career have be an entrepreneur at the same time so we create you know entrepreneurs we set them off in groups they have to create their own business we bring a small business department from both state they show them how to start a business and then they have to present the business and then it's a panel that, and they ask just almost like a shark tank okay uh, so we kind of do it just like that uh, and we bring other business entrepreneurs into the area uh, that are successful not just like hey you trendy right now not they successful like he's a multi-millionaire he's highly successful he's renowned so they can say okay all right i see it and then um then we get to college readiness so we talk about colleges we go college tours how to prep for sat how to apply for colleges how to look for scholarships for college um and then we get into um our gyms then we get into our, our suit and tie type of thing how to tie tie hygiene you know how to greet how to open up doors um so that's kind of like the what the course is and then um we get real in depth we bring and every time every week we have guest speakers in so I moderate it, but we have people that come in and speak to the kids that look like them. And, and many times it's five or more that come in to speak to the kids. I want to show them it's, it's more than just athletes and rappers. Um, I'm bringing, you know, I'm bringing in people that, you know, work for the Buffalo Bills that, that look like them. And then we ain't talking to anybody that's, that's security guard. This is, this is an executive that works for the Buffalo Bills. And then he brought them out and said, hey, look, he showed them it's more than just playing on the field. You could be the director of sales. You could be, you could be a GM. And he showed them these parts of the stadium. You could be the... It's more than just this. You could be the trainer, and the also having the trainer happen to be a minority as well too. Yeah. So um, that's where we get into. Fire as is that. Um, we started last year. We have great partnership with Die College. Okay. Um, and then we launched up a partnership with Liberty Partnerships Program at Buff State. Nice. Um, and then we have some partnerships that we starting up this year inside the, uh, some of the Buffalo Public Schools. Um, so some of the after school programs and so forth. So we always looking to partner. Anytime we can infiltrate this to the kids, and it's, it's open to anybody. Uh, what uh, what ages are you guys working with? So right now we're working with uh, high schools, ninth to twelfth grade. Okay. Um, but this year we're going to start going down to the lower grades, so seventh, eighth grade, some of the some of the elementary schools that can grasp the concept. So right now we're looking at going down to the seventh, eighth grade levels as well too. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is capacity wise. Uh, how many uh, you know students are you guys working with? So we do about twenty. We do our max is twenty five. Okay. So we want it to be a self contained group of twenty five young men. So, so it's, it's not like a cohort. Yeah, model. yeah. So okay. it's about a cohort, it's about 25, 30, something like that. Um, and we and we have them all come from everywhere. So we have kids coming from Lockport, we have kids coming from the city, we have kids coming from, you know, Williamsville, we have kids coming from the charter schools. They all come from, from a little bit everywhere. So um, so I think what else we get into? We took them on trips. They all have to do uh, community service. Um, so they all have to do community. This every week they get a grade. So our grade is everybody starts off with a hundred, and every week you get a grade based upon the assignments you bring in, the community service, different things like that. And if you get under 80, then you fail the course. Luckily, we have nobody to fail the course. Raising the level of expectation. Raising the level of expectation. Because I always tell up based upon my own stories that if you want to be competitive to go to the next level, you at least have to be in the ballpark where they at. And you can't be in the ballpark if you're not in, you know, in the top 20%. Top 20% is 80 above. Um, and I always had the story when I was playing football. And I was good at it. And I was going to look for Morgan State. I was going to look for North, uh, Norfolk State Division One schools, and and I was you know uh, UB Canisius and well Canisius I was I was going to I just applied just just for them. But um, 
a lot of these schools came back and said, even though you're a New York State scholar athlete, I mean, for the last two years of my school, I had a 95 or above average, but because of your freshman year, you can't, we can't say because you're freshman. I'm like, what? and as a kid at the time, I'm like, what? Every year that I had to prove, I went from a, honestly, I went from a 76 because I, you know, I was on an athletic thing, like, I'm an athlete, this is going to get me passed. I was had that mindset to, then I went up to, then I went up to the, like an 84. And then once I got to it, uh, into my sophomore, all to my senior, I didn't touch anywhere under 95. Um, then I became a, a New York State Scholar athlete. So I always told the kids, like, you never want to have that feeling when somebody had that thing in over your head where they could say, because of your past, we can't mess with you now, even though you show that you changed. So um, a couple of schools said, well, you're coming for a summer program or we just can't accept you at this time. So that's how I eventually ended up at Buff State. So I always tell the kids, man, every kid may not be an honor roll student, but that don't mean that you're not one of the best students in the class. I always feel like the, the, some of the best students in the class are the ones that are between the 80s and 85s. That's the higher working ones. They just may have different circumstances around them. <laughs> and sometimes the smartest kid in the room is a kid that's cutting up or might not say too right, much. Right, right, right. And they might get low grades, but they smartest kid in the room. Right, right. So, you know, so <clears throat> it is about all, all about applying. And one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest things that, um, that I really wanted to take from the Genesis Institute, which was um, our gallery of mall, uh, experiment. I call it experiment slash fundraiser. Okay. Because we was raising at each each end of our sessions, we have a scholarship. So we give away money to the kids for scholarships going up to senior. We give away uh, money to the kids for the scholarships going going on there. Um, but we took the kids to Gallery Mall. But before we did that, I said, um, "We're gonna have this gonna be an experiment for y'all because people will already look at y'all different." So yeah, walk, you know, you walk through the mall, the security gonna look at you and say, hey, where are you supposed to be at? You know, what's some of the things that, that stop you? The kids say, you know, you know, pulling up the pants, the color of my skin, my hair, the things like that. I said, well, here's the thing. I said, um, and I did this with my athletes before too, but it's about your appearance. I said, so when you come to the mall, watch how people greet you when you come in with your with your polo on, your shirt tucked in, the khaki pants, everybody looking uniform. Watch how people greet it's you. different. And then watch how people <laughs> greet you if you came in there with your hoodie on and watch how they greet you. And they said, you think so? And some kids say, yeah, yeah. So where we at? We were right in front of Dick's. And it shocked the Galleria Mall staff at the same time, because I said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. At first, I went really hard, but I said, look, we had, we had the kids saying, so we had some kids down in Macy, some kids down by Sears, upper, lower levels, some walking around the mall. So this is what we're going to do. Some of y'all at the entrances, y'all open the door for, for, for people coming in the mall and say, hey, hi, how you doing? Open the door for them, um, open the door for ladies. Same way, I was going to walk around the mall, just greet people. Hey, how you doing today? Just keep moving. You ain't got to sit, stop, and have a conversation. We ain't no salesman. We ain't trying to give him a Bible, nothing like that. <laughs> hey, how you doing today? You know, some of y'all going to stand right over here by the table, and y'all going to let people know about the program and let people know, you know, how they can get involved with the program. So we had people coming up to us like, these young men are so well-mannered. What is this program about? Yeah, then you had the security guy like, you know, we can't have, you know, all the kids over across the mall. And then they finally realized like, yo, these kids ain't acting up. You know, and, and and the kids like, you know, this is the first some of the kids are like this is the first time I ever felt welcome. You know, and these, you know, these are some, you know, Caucasian other 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 races coming up to the kids like they just handed the kids more like cause y'all just look so good. I'm so proud of y'all. Here, here let's go write a check for y'all progress. Y'all just doing your thing. I like how y'all speaking to us. Y'all look so good. And we don't see our young men like this. So that was an experience for them. They actually see it as like, we don't see our young men like this. And at the same time, they got to see some of their friends come in the mall, some of them with their pants down, with their hoodies up. See, I see the difference, how they reacting with y'all and how they reacting with, you, with that. 
that's how y'all gotta keep going. So that's just a spill. Just that's that. uh, that's actually pretty powerful, man. And that plays into uh, a lot of the work that we're trying to do with our with the youth leadership councils. Right. One of our main focuses is is changing the narrative that surrounds boys and men of color. Um, but before we kind of talk a little more about that, just uh, kind of tell everybody how they can get involved. Well, young, tell the audience and our viewers how they can get involved. Um, if they have young men that want to get involved in your program, how they can actually go about doing that. Right. So we have, um, we, they can contact us on Facebook. Uh, we got like a hundred percent response. <laughs> so, <get> right to you. <laughs> so, so the gentleman's Institute is gentlemen's, uh, with an E and an apostrophe S gentleman's Institute. They can find us on Facebook, gentleman's Institute at gmail.com. Um, we also on, uh, Instagram gentlemen's underscore Institute on it. Contact us. Our next session starts up in April. Okay. Um, so we do a spring, summer, and fall. Uh, so our next session will start the first week in April, and then it'll go for, for seven weeks, and then we get a break, and then we go um, into the summer, then we got a break, and we come into the fall. Um, and then also with that, what our program is that our goal is to have 100% uh, employment internship for our young men. So during the summertime, um, many of them go into the Mayor Summer Youth Program, many of them go into the Erie County um, Summer Youth Program, um, if they are not eligible for whatever reason, we line them up, or if they just have time constraints doing the sports, we line them up with an intern, or internship with maybe with a business. And actually from our gallery exhibit, one of our young men, Keon, he actually got an internship on the spot from the Buffalo Fire Department. Okay. Uh, and that was just based upon him having a conversation and not being scared and say, hey, how you doing today? Got to talk, and next you know, they both went to St. Joe's, he was in threats to be a firefighter, and he's actually talking to the chief of the fire department, and it all worked out. Um, but yeah, some of the other programs that people can get involved with, we don't just have programs for young men. We actually just kicked up this program for young ladies at the YMCA called Girls Got Games for girls between the ages of five to 10. Developmental skill program for young ladies that we're kicking off. Um, my daughter's involved into it. Um, it's a really dope event, I'm dope event, dope program for kids as we want to continue to grow that. So go from developmental, and as we go, we get to a league, get to, you know, I don't get into the AU thing, but we'll get, you know, into, into travel teams as it grows. Um, we also have our Ghost Premier Cup, which is a five versus five uh, soccer tournament that also has a community foundation as well to it where we have soccer clinics for kids. Um, we actually be kicking off international piece with that as well because there's a big international portion here to Buffalo. Um, we have our Crown Little League Baseball. That's from ages five to 12 um, for inner city kids and kids throughout Western New York. We also have, um, Jim, this is two. That's good. I'm trying to remember them all right now. Lindsay, man, you got so much going on, Yeah, I got on, so much man. going on. <laughs> you gotta find, I, I need you to just put together like a pamphlet, man. Yeah, so I just got to have a pamphlet, yeah. So we gotta, you got to work on that, yes. man. We, we got to make that happen. Yeah, you, so um, we, you just brought up a really important point, and I'm just going to kind of backtrack yeah. to uh, it's actually a conversation that we had with the young men during the leadership right. council, and we talked about legacy because uh, this initiative, the, the council, which they are a part of, um, it's, it's something that's bigger than themselves, right? right. So when we talk about legacy, What's the legacy that you want to leave um, here in Buffalo with, with everything that you're doing to impact the community and especially uh, young men of color? Well, the first and foremost is, is, is the thing that it was been told to me and, 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 and I kind of realized is that you don't have to wait to create it. And I never, I never put a dollar amount in front of whatever I try to do. I never put, oh, this is why I want to do it. I just, yo, I just had a passion to do it and I just did it. Um, and if I had to leave a legacy, it's just, you know, if you don't leave anything, just leave, leave an impression on your last name and for the kids that come after you. Um, so if if it's not Lindsey Taylor, then the kids that I had an impact and I was able to reach, that they'd be able to 
reach to the next generation and become each one, teach one. So that's your true legacy where you got kids saying, man, I want to run a Lindsay Taylor program. And then one of them kids, well, you know what? I want to create a program like that and now they get it. That's that's all that's all that need to happen is just keep going down to the next generation. For me, I don't want people know I I rarely just talk about or, or bloat or anything about anything that I do because it's it's really not when I'm maybe it's just my purpose, really not what I want to try to do. Um, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like this. This right here is not what I do. Yes, I like to be behind the scenes. Yeah, doing doing the work. And, and, um, you get pushing it. You get pushing <laughs> to them lights, and obviously, have to be a spokesperson for many of the time. And for like, like even like with my with my festival, um, with the music arts festival, like I for for almost ninety percent of the time, I just wanted to be like incognito with it. <laughs> but then at the time, no, we need you to speak on it. Okay. But but you know why that's important, right? And, and it goes into that whole piece about narrative change, man. Right. Our young men, one, they don't they don't see a lot of young men out here doing positive things, right? Um, and we know there's tons of uh, young men in the city of Buffalo that are doing wonderful and amazing things to just um, you know build up the city, right? But rarely do we get to hear from these individuals, so right. it's good. Sometimes we have to kind of remind ourselves that you do have to step to the forefront because you have to use that platform that you have. Yeah, to kind of and that's and that's that's that's, that's, that's the greatest per, that's the greatest part about it is that you know many times we do have to step up because if not for anything, um, our generation you could say forty and under whatever um, you see so many men of men of color. Um, and I'm not just talking about just black. I'm talking about his, Hispanic. I'm talking about oh spectrum, men of color. You talking about everybody? Everybody, everybody, everybody is, is some type of color. I step into the form. You no, know, I don't. I don't surround myself with nobody that's not a father figure. If you got a kid, if you're not involved, that's just not. I just don't get down with it because you just create more to the problem, you know. But even people that don't have kids, um, we can speak about you know like Jamil and, and and many others who don't have kids of their own, but they're impacting the youth, mm -hmm. you, you know. Um, and people that are trying to change their community. You don't have to wait till we 40, 50 years until our time is up and say, you know what, now we want to try to get back. No, we can do that right here, right now. Um, you can do it whatever your platform has. If you're an athlete, use your platform. Um, if you're an artist, use your platform. If you're a teacher, use your platform. You know, if you're a community, use your platform because God gave it to you for a reason, use it. If you're on the radio, use it. Um, however, you can be positive. Don't be overly squeaky positive where it seems cheesy. But be yourself at the same time. So I always tell people that. Just be yourself. And it, people see the genuine nature if you really for them, if you really not for them, you know. So that's where it's at. Yeah. What would you say? What would you say to our, our young people, our young men that are that are, you know, listening to the podcast, watching the podcast right now, uh, in regards to some of the young men that we've been kind of talking to with leadership council, they're not sure how they can go about changing their community. That's one of the questions that we kind of asked on the application. If, if you could change Buffalo, if there's one thing you could change about Buffalo, what would it be? And some of the responses were violence in my community, drugs, mm -hmm. things of that such. Um, so what would you say to those young people that want to have an impact but aren't necessarily sure on how to do that? So here, so here's the thing is that we actually did that at the gym. We had a, we had a, what are the pros and cons of your own neighborhood? What do you see around you? What's some good things? What's some bad things? Hey, we always know as, 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 as human nature, we always point out the bad. Point out some of the good, but at the same time, I would say that young positive man, messaging. Yeah, sandwich goes. So if you're gonna tell me something bad, tell me something good at the same time. I always say hear negative. So you know, you, you know, dealing with education. Oh man, this student ain't do this. This student ain't do that. All right, well, what did he do good? <laughs> <laughs> tell me one thing. Just get one. So here I say, I always say sandwich effect. I had to tell one of my teachers. I said, give me a sandwich effect. Tell me something good. Start off good. Tell me what went wrong, and then finish off good. You know what? Today wasn't that bad a day. 
Lil Bobby wasn't listening that bad, but you know what? I got him slow down the day he got back to it. Okay, now cool, we good. So what I always say, find people around you that, that are like you, that had the same like mindset, and we all come together. When once you everybody gonna start doing it. So if it's, it's two or three, y'all say, you know what, y'all, we need to figure something out. That's what it did for me. It just was like, for me, it was like, you know what? When I started off doing parties, I was party, 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 party. And I was like, um, I was like, yo, I'm sick of going to parties. I might start throwing them. And it was me, my boy Oz. We was like, yo, we about to start throwing parties. Crowd entertainment. Right. <laughs> we about to start, we about to start throwing parties. That was back on my UB days. <laughs> yeah. So we about, to start, we about to start just throwing parties. So it took us two. So, you know, we about to start throwing parties. So then we start talking about throwing parties. Then a couple other people got on. Then Sean and them got on. We had a team that got on. Next, you know, we with a group of 30 people within the, within the time frame of a semester that it came to throwing parties. So it only take one or two of y'all to say, let's let's get down and do this. I started a little movement. <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's start a little movement. Then next, you know, you have a movement and you create your legacy. So my legacy really come from me throwing parties and me, and me, and me, you know, creating parties and creating an experience for people, you know, from back in the day where we was going out having a good time people still talk about some of the parties man i remember we was at this party we was here we was there we was man, that you know what i'm saying classic albums classic parties man so it's like you know so when you can create that and you create that feeling for people it's just that's about so and i can say that you know and i always tell people tell my young this story when i was throwing parties we partied but everybody was still achieving at the same time so literally everybody that was with us all 30 of us graduated uh if they didn't graduate they in some type of successful field, whether it be law, whether it be education, whether it be um, uh, whether it be uh, judicial system, whether it be IT, whether it be fashion, whether it be we in almost every field. So I tell the kids, I say, yo, my network is good just by, by the people I built with. So if I say, man, I need I need some advice on 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 a, on a tailor made suit, I'm hitting the kill. If I need to find out about an app, I'm hitting eyes. If I need to find out how 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 the digital system work, I'm hitting Sean. If I need to figure out figure out some about education about the RE, uh, um, somebody becoming uh, 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 RN, I'm hit I'm hit I'm hitting Susie. If I'm hitting if I'm hitting Teresa, if I want to, somebody want to become a resident director, we got all the connections. So um, that's where once you build your team, you had you had a, you had them resources and them networks, and you could be in the plug and create your own thing. So it only take two of y'all. It only take two. Yeah, only take two. Man, I love it, man. Yeah, uh, this has been great just to just to hear about how you got to where you are now. Right. Um, we definitely got to make sure that we connect because one of the things that I, I feel like just happens is you have so many individuals that are that they're, they're doing the work in regards to boys and men of color, but you don't necessarily hear about the work. Right. And a lot of that comes from just people being in their silos, right? And people just not having the communication, not right, talking right. to one another. Right. Uh, so we definitely need to find a way to uh, to, to link these programs because. When you talk about boys and men of color, it's a movement. This thing is it's national. Right. With Obama coming out of office now and really just looking at improving the life outcomes for boys and men of color. So uh, we got to find a way for gentlemen's, the Gentlemen's Institute and Boys and Men of Color Initiative and right. our Youth Leadership Council to get together and do something together. Yeah, we definitely, definitely do. And I'm always down with partnership. And then you definitely write like, as men of color, um, as people of color, we strongly together. So we got to be together on a positive note and 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 and. Yeah, I know people want to protect their name, protect you know, protect they 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 what they built up. But at the same time, I'm I'm open and available to the men of color, youth leadership council. I come and talk, I come and speak, whatever we got to do, however we got to connect it, let's do it because 
end of the day, if I say no, then my true mission is 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 not being fulfilled. If I say no, nah, I don't want to partner with y'all because y'all doing something that I ain't with, or I'm trying to do my own thing, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Man, we uh we building young leaders with the with the leadership council focusing in on uh, policy and system change. So you know, at the end of the year, we want our young men knocking on the doors of Auburn to you know get a policy change that that, that they want to move. Right. Um, and we're really just trying to build and elevate that youth voice. That's dope. And I wish you could have been there on Saturday. I mean, Jamil it, it just started. It just started. Or we just uh we just had our second meeting um, at Benton High School. Uh, so this will be a yearly. How long is it gonna initiative. go? Is it every week? Is it uh? We meet uh. Well, the young men. So the the framework initially was to have the uh, the councils meet in the four parent center hubs for the community schools. So Bennett East, Lafayette, and South Park. Okay. The last meeting, the young men said, "You know what? Meeting once a month is not gonna cut it for us. We want to meet twice a month. Oh wow! And we want to start. Good. And we want to start at Bennett. And this was. I mean, they took the floor. They stood up. They took votes on, um, you know, where they were going to start the council off at. So we're going to lead off with Bennett. And then they decided that, you know what, the next council that's going to come up is East. And we're going to create a campaign and we're going to build East up. And then we're going to build Lafayette up. And then we'll build South Park up. That's dope. Um, so they're already starting to make decisions. Um, and what happens a lot of times with uh, adults, and I think sometimes we're guilty of this, is that we'll build and create things with the best intentions. But we don't allow young people to have a voice in the they, process. Now, though they took their own, they took their own initiative too and, and took it over. That's what it's about. Right. It's about elevating that youth voice and having young men make decisions. Um, because we need to know from young people what they need, and then we just we need to be in positions where we can make it happen for them. And the best leaders the ones that listen. So if we consider ourselves leaders. We gotta listen to the young people and let them be able to lead and guide them in their ways too. So that's dope that they actually doing that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely with it. I'm definitely with it. So yeah. We definitely gonna find some time for you to come in. And, yeah, just uh, let me know. I'll definitely join the council. Um, I think we we gotta we gotta start to wrap up because I think we're a little short on time. But I, I thank you. I appreciate you coming on today and being the guest, man. It was great. We are gonna make sure we get together outside of these uh, okay outside of this forum and, and get together and, cool. and talk and, and make some things happen. Uh, I want everybody to make sure that they tune in next time. You check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, check out the website. Check us out at BreakingBarriersBuffalo.org, uh, the website. And uh, we'll see you guys here next week. Same time, same channel. And uh, can't wait to go check out that Black Panther joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>